Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi, friends. Happy holidays to you and all your loved ones. Today, Jill and I are throwing it back to the holiday episode from last year because it honestly still resonates so much with everything that's going on this year. And if we're being completely honest, we needed a little break. (laughs) Just just a bit of a breather. So enjoy this episode. We think you're going to love it. And again, happy holidays. Welcome to today's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. So the holidays can either be super joyful and fun for some, but it can also come with a ton of grief and stress and pressure and even shame and loneliness for many. It's true. Special occasions are honestly always a little loaded and hard to live up to. So today we're diving into five expert-backed ways to survive the holidays this season. And if you are feeling a little bit blue, just know you're not alone. We did our research and nearly a quarter of Americans reported feeling extreme stress around the holidays. And that's according to a poll done by the American Psychological Association. And one in four Canadians surveyed feel that the financial stress of the holidays negatively impacts their mental health and that the holidays cause more anxiety and stress for them than any other time of year, which is kind of sad. It is sad. But we're not here to depress you. We are here to de-stress you and let you know that however you're feeling this season, we really do get it and we're in it together. So let's get into some ways that we can all survive the holidays. So when it comes to navigating the stress of the holidays, the best place to start is by setting really secure boundaries. And that can be like Mm -hmm. boundaries on topics that are just no fly zones for you. Like no talking about your relationship status, no talking about like when are we having kids, just things that are off limits. Boundaries around booze if you are not drinking for any number of reasons. And also this year, obviously, boundaries around COVID safety. So if you are seeing family you have a right to outline your boundaries and to say I'm not hugging or I'm not comfortable doing this or I'm not comfortable spending the entire day talking about COVID and decide in advance also how much time you're going to devote to a situation so if you're going into something and you have anxiety about it just establish you know what I'm only going to be here for an hour or for four hours or whatever Mm -hmm. that is and just get really clear on what you won't be engaging in so that you're not stuck in a situation that you just don't want to be in. You can even let friends and family know those boundaries in advance if it makes you more comfortable. So you can tell people before you arrive, wherever you're going, I'm not drinking this year. Please refrain from offering me anything. I'm not Mm -hmm. having any conversations about food or my weight. Anything that's like a typical dysfunctional family bullshit convo, lay down the law. And don't be afraid to do that. And I like what you said, to let your friends know in advance. And I think even if you could find a buddy during the holidays, like if you and I don't want to drink, which we will be doing, but (laughs) if we didn't want to drink during the holidays, I would totally lean on you and be like, okay, be my sober buddy. We'll check in on each other um, and just sort of have that backup. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends have told me in advance before I see them throughout this entire year, what they're comfortable with in terms of COVID safety. And it it just helps Mm -hmm. because then you don't have that awkward, like, what do we do? 
Another strategy is to lean into gratitude to make the best of what you have available to you. So even though this year is different, there's inevitably still always a lot to be thankful for. You can be grateful that you and your loved ones are safe or that they're getting help and medical attention if something is wrong. We have homes. There's a lot to be grateful Mm -hmm. for. And the fact that you're cared about, no matter how alone you may feel, I promise you there is certainly someone that cares about you. We care about you. Yeah. And although practicing gratitude sounds super cheesy and like a cliche throwaway we're all told to do, the science is there to back it up. Mm -hmm. So studies repeatedly show that participants who complete gratitude assignments or exercises immediately show a huge increase in their happiness scores. And in a University of Pennsylvania study, they found that the benefits of an improved mood from a gratitude practice lasted for a month. Very impressive. Amazing. Yeah. Right? And there are so many different ways that you can check in with yourself. So something that we like to do is just starting your day off by jotting down a few things you're grateful for, something you're looking forward to, or someone that makes you smile can really make a huge impact on your day. And you can also listen back to our episode with Nina Purewall on mindfulness and meditation for a ton of helpful stuff on finding gratitude and staying present. Another really cool strategy that I love is from Martha Beck, and she is a famous life coach and author. She's actually Oprah's life coach because, yes, even Oprah needs a life coach. (laughs) She's like the life coach of all life coaches. Exactly. (laughs) And she talks about a participant observer strategy, and that's something that social scientists use a lot. And Martha Beck says that with this participant observer tactic, that basically any group or activity becomes interesting when you shift your mindset to observe it all at an arm's length even when it's your own Mm. friends or family. So you're kind of removing yourself and almost treating it like you're in one of those research studies and you're like a participant who's observing all this shit going down around you. And so it allows you to just like back up a bit and form opinions that aren't like centering yourself in the middle of them. And one of the ways to do that is to gamify it. This is hilarious and something that I will be doing for the rest of my life. It may sound crazy, but... (laughs) You can plan to debrief your holidays with your friends afterwards in a game-like setting because sometimes the only thing you can do with tragedy is turn it into comedy. So whether I, love that. I know, so even if it's like dysfunctional family bingo, like cross off a bingo spot every time your uncle gets a bit too drunk or every time someone <laughs> in the family like says something that's mildly offensive or every time oh someone like burns something in the oven. It's kind of funny. Take a shot every time someone says or does something that you totally anticipated that normally might bother you or put you into a bit of a tailspin. You're now separating yourself and turning it into a game that you can almost enjoy at that point. It is what it is. So all you can kind of do is laugh about it and try to observe it all from afar. And you can use it as material. Because, I mean, the beauty of being a participant observer is you're just basically collecting a bunch of data points and anecdotes of whatever crazy experience is happening to you and just transform it into something that can serve you. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's like a funny story for friends or a really funny Instagram post or caption, a comedy routine, a short story or an article or just literally better understanding of human nature and maybe what you don't want to be when you grow up. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Today, you're the observer sourcing material for yourself. It's so true. That's a tool like way up beyond holiday observations that I would like to use more because when I'm dealing with people that I don't agree with, I can get pretty emotional about it if I feel strongly about the topic. But I feel like if I could remove myself a bit and just be like, okay, I'm going to gather data points and information about someone who thinks differently from me so maybe I can understand things more.
Another difficult part of the holidays is honoring those who can't be there. And holidays can be very triggering for anyone who is dealing with uh, grief, whether it's fresh loss or just kind of an ongoing grieving for those who can't be there. So if you're dealing with loss or grief, the number one thing to do is to acknowledge that special occasions like holidays will inevitably feel different and more painful without your loved one there. This can't be avoided, mm-hmm. so there's just no point in even trying to avoid it because then you're just kind of repressing and going down yeah. the cycle of avoidance. So acknowledge that and give yourself permission to feel your feelings. Back in episode 18, <laughs> all about coping with grief, the ladies of What's Your Grief said something that really stuck with me and that I've already been applying to my life. They suggested shifting your mindset to acknowledge the loss of our expectations, which is Normally, you would expect, you know, your whole family to be together with you. You'd expect certain people who've always been a part of your story and your life to mm-hmm. be filling that role for you always and for everyone to be joyful and all these things. So when you lose someone, you don't just lose them. You you lose your expectations of what your life was and kind of have to accept that it's different than that. But then yeah. to also acknowledge that just because it's not what you imagined doesn't mean that it can't still be good and meaningful and filled with love even though there will be loss and sadness and it will be a bittersweet moment. I love that. I know it's, it is really, really powerful. And like there is, you can feel many different things at once. So what I have learned is that on these triggering occasions, I can feel loss and sadness, but I can also have a a great time and I can laugh and we can bond and we can, they're not ruined. They're just different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the best way we can do this is by honoring the loved ones we're remembering and finding ways to stay close and connected with them. So since we lost my grandma, I find that we're making even bigger deals out of special occasions than we were before, which is really nice because we're filling that Ooh. void. We're we're baking, you know, like a hundred times the amount we ever used to bake because that's what my grandma did. She was like the world's best baker. So now we're we're baking on overdrive. We're listening to the music that she loved. We're doing all of the all of the things that remind us of her to keep her here with us and we're just celebrating every little landmark and throwing around all of her phrases and just finding ways to to really keep her with us so that's a a powerful tool if you're missing someone this holiday season I love that and I get to benefit from the baking so thank you (laughs) you're you're welcome (laughs) so so good and I know this is obviously a very different holiday season for most people and if people are immune compromised it can be tough but kind of similar to what Jill's doing my family is just trying to keep the celebrations going another really cute thing that you could do if you can't get together is maybe all make the same kind of food over zoom and you know just find ways to stay connected another thing that I'm going to try to do is send some video messages out to my friends and family who I can't see because it's just such a nice way to show people that you're thinking of them and you love them and Christmas cards are so lovely but seeing somebody's face could just you know make their day that's so true and I mean it's easy to get wrapped up in like presents and spending money to show everything and show how much you care but honestly when people are feeling isolated and disconnected the best thing you could do is to just connect with them on facetime or video message so that's that's a really nice idea which brings us to our fifth strategy which is finding a way to derive your own meaning from the holidays that's such a key one yeah this was 
one of my biggest takeaways from our mental resilience episode with mindset and success coach Mm. Lise Wilcox and that was that we all have the power to turn shitty things into something beautiful and meaningful and there's no better time to try that than this holiday season we have the chance to write our own narratives however we choose no matter what circumstances are happening to us and Mm -hmm. honestly for me after a rocky year or two I've noticed that I've come to dread special occasions because I knew that they would be stressful or grief filled or different and that I just felt like special occasions will never be joyful again because I feel like I'm missing so much now. No. I find it's easier to deal with things when you're in control of them. Like I can be traveling the world by myself because I love traveling by myself and never feel lonely because I had, I made that choice. I was like, I am choosing to go Mm. somewhere alone and I might not speak to another human in a meaningful way for like weeks that I even know, but I'm not lonely. I chose this. And then when you're quarantining by yourself and the government tells you you're not allowed to leave your house and you're stuck on your own, you don't have control over that situation. So you're upset and you're right. you're in a bad mental headspace. So the takeaway here is that I could look at this as special occasions this year are out of my control and they're ruined and I'm upset about them or I could take mm-hmm. back the control and shift my mindset to how can I make this meaningful and special and even though it's different how can I still make it really really good and what can you enjoy with what you have this year at your disposal? I love that. Got to find Ugh. meaning in shit. I Completely agree with everything you said. And that's sort of what I'm trying to do this holiday season too. Like creating new traditions is is one way to do that. I mean, my motto, my personal motto that I've given myself is maximum fun. So very important to me that I still have maximum fun this holiday season. We hope that this helps you survive the most wonderful time of the year a little better. Hit us up on social and let us know what your coping strategies are for big occasions. In the meantime, we will be over here slamming back rum and eggnogs. Stay safe and happy holidays, friends. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.